Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Sister. What's going on? Who is this? G.K. Kirkland. Oh my God! No, it's not. <laughs> it is you. I can tell from your voice. How are you? What's up, sister? How you doing? Uh, I'm I'm okay. I'm doing. Okay, cool. You That's talk. Good. I like to catch people off guard. <laughs> you did catch me off guard because I just woke up. Mm-hmm. I was just wiping the slob off the side of my face. <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. I like to catch people off guard. That's good too. <laughs> so how you doing? You had to sleep good? Uh, yeah, I got off work pretty late last night and uh-huh. knocked out. Okay. How long you been on your job? Uh. I just moved up here. I, I wasn't trying to inbox you and get on your nerves, but I had mm-hmm. to. You uh, <laughs> I could tell the way you said, you said, I got it. I'm like, oh, he, he. You sent like 50 DMs. <laughs> I did not. It was only four. <laughs> I, oh, they should have a thing about. I said he probably sleep. Uh, I, I'm always up. But what was funny is I said she sent like 50 <laughs> messages less than nine they should have like a uh, a challenge in the social media, like who can sit in the post-DM under 10-minute span. So when I saw that, I said, this bitch got strong thumb muscles. <laughs> no, I was using voice text, so. Oh, okay. Cause... Going through and then it'll cut me off and say, no, oh, and then I send it and keep going. Yeah, I, I know. I did that. I'm sorry to interrupt. When I hit the, when I sent the, I get it. What was funny was the three fucking dots. You were sending something else. <laughs> and the dots was tweaking. And I said, let me send this shit to her now. Because I don't want to read nothing else. I motherfucking get it. Oh, that shit was so funny. I was like, yeah, I told my sister them about it. I'm like, he responded to me. And then he said, I'm not a therapist. I was like, uh. Yeah, I was I was sending too much. I had to be like, my bad. Well, you was saying a lot. Like, God damn. I just, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I just tell people stuff from the heart. So talk to me. What's going on? Can you talk? Yeah. Okay. I'm so here by myself. Okay. So tell me what's going on, babe. Here we go. Let's uh, rock it. I'm going to shut up for a minute and enjoy my cigar and sip on my little um, coffee. And then I'll let you uh, out. I'm in between like I always do. Okay. Um mm-hmm. I I'm just going through something right now, basically. Then I thought I was with somebody that basically I feel like he trolled me and mm-hmm. made me feel like we was gonna be together for a while. And one thing about me is I'm very strong minded. I never like my mom been through a lot, so I paid attention to her. So I never really try to be in like serious relationships this will only be my third relationship and I'm about to be 36 mm-hmm. but I have now, why, always, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question so why don't you want to be in relationships because my my dad used to beat on my mom he basically like 
He stabbed her three inches from the heart. He beat her with two cases of glass Pepsi bottles and stuff like that. I synced it, and I was kind of staying away, not trying to sound rude or cruel, away from black men. I always okay, been the type to mess with, like, white dudes, Mexicans, and stuff like that. Right. Now, pause right there for a second. But I understand your dad did this to your mom. It's not the people that you're going to meet did this to your mom. And what I want to say to just give men a fair shake and to people who are listening and people, such young people listening, you got to give everybody their fair shot because that's mm-hmm. called profiling what you're doing. But what you have to have when you meet people is that you got to be able to see the climate of the room. you got to be able to see what kind of man or woman that you're dealing with from conversation, from haircut, from the way they look, the way they dress, where you met them at. All these things are so important because ladies, y'all meet people and even their bums, y'all want to create, take on a project mm-hmm. of some sort. Like y'all can fix a nigga or fix Oh, um, and when I mean nigger, white, black, Spanish, whatever, every nationality has the same situation, just that the faces are different. And what's crazy is people make the same mistakes over and over and over again. So on that part right there, you got to make sort of mistakes in life. But what has happened in this world over the last 20, 30 years is that young people don't respect their elders. They really don't respect anything. And I do. Have, okay, let's go. Cool. And you got to start listening to older people who've been there before you that mm-hmm. can teach you certain things. Like it's an old thing that people always say, and they would say, um, you're stuck in your ways. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been trying to change the narrative on that. But I tell people who say that, I said, you're not stuck in your way. This is that people who are stuck in their ways know how it's supposed to be. Because they've experienced it. They had trials and tribulations their whole life. So they know how it's supposed to be. But that person who knows how it's supposed to be, happens to also have an open mind to know I could be doing it wrong. Right. So you have to be smart as that. Well, and I just wanted to talk about that when you brought up, you don't date black men. And I don't blame you. I mean, on the track record, and I used to say this in my act, if you're dating a black man, it's a 99% chance he's going to fuck up your life. Like, well, he was the first one, and and look what happened. I'm right. crazy. That's crazy, and right? Leaving me, he's leaving me. Well, I'm leaving him, but. Mm-hmm. But go ahead know. now. Let me let you go. I just want to put that in there. Um, I like met him in 2019. Mm-hmm. I had just got done messing with this young young white boy. He was like he had a good heart and stuff like that. He had some good sausage, all that stuff. But he was. He worked hard at everything. He just weren't using, well, not as like a backfall because that's what it seemed like happened to me. He wasn't taking his money and doing what he needed to do. Like, he's still staying with his parents. He's like 27 years old, still staying with his parents, but making like 
um, $500 every check. Like, and he was a contractor. I'm like, you know, you can, you know, move out of the house with your parents and get your own because you're not about to keep coming, spend the nights at my house. I would like to go to your house too, you know. Mm -hmm. You ain't about to keep coming to my house. So we end up falling out because he had knew that probably like right after my other relationship in like 2015, he had um, found out I had did something, you know, had like a little sexual relationship with another guy named Travis, which his name was Travis. Mm -hmm. Now, how did he know that? I don't know from a friend of his or something told him, oh, she used to mess with this guy that I know named Travis, but I wasn't. Okay, so, but you never with... told him? No. Okay, okay, go ahead. Uh-huh. So he went into all of this, oh, is Travis as good as me and Travis this and Travis that and just kept talking about the dude. And I'm like, first of all, why is you focused on somebody from that I messed with like four, almost five years ago? That's none of your business, whatever I did. You know, back then, I'm fucking with you. You should be focused on me fucking with you. That's it. Mm-hmm. And he's and, a white guy? Yeah, he was a white boy. Just And he was but sweet, like, was sending you. flowers to my job. And yeah, it goes to show everything. you mentally, men can't handle other men dating someone that they like. But See, I didn't date him. I just was giving him some. Shit, that's, that's even bad. Worse, babe. Because <laughs> Here's the thing that women need to understand about men is that your past will follow you. That's true. Your past will follow you. And most niggas are not, I'm telling you right now, most niggas are not strong. They, they, they may look strong on the outside, but you talk about someone in that generation, anybody in their 20s and 30s, the way they was raised is totally unique and different. They move differently. They think differently. Mm-hmm. They, they've taken on a lot of women traits because most of the fathers wasn't around and most of the women were either one night wonders, hit and run type stuff. And so there's, there's no structure in the home for a child to see balance, see strength and not weakness in their mind, but a sensitive side. Right. So you don't see that. And it's like watch football games sometimes basketball game sometimes, you'll see a young man fold his arms like a female. You'll see a young man put his hands on his hips, but his hands are turned backwards like a bitch, right? (laughs) All this shit to me comes from them watching their mothers and there was no dad in the home. Mm -hmm. And this is where women who can reproduce and reproduce and reproduce out here, um, got to stop giving pussy to men if they don't um, think it's going to be a strong relationship and have to be strong enough that if you got pregnant, that you would get an abortion if you don't have a father in the child's life. Because one of the worst things in the world is to grow up, have a kid, and all his life now, you know, that you're a good mom. The dad is not really around. Then the dad finally meets the mom, I mean, the kid. And they hit it off cool. And he's telling the kid, yeah, you know what I mean? Your mom ain't have a, a relationship, but I got a family, you know. And I, I fucked your mom one night. We was at the club. You know, he was looking good. She was looking good. We went to the hotel at my house. We drank, we smoked, I fucked her. 
she got pregnant, boom, you here. She sound fucked up, don't it? They do. You know, and that's why everybody has to be held accountable. A man has to be held accountable for his dick. A woman has to be held accountable for her pussy. And his level to it. Yeah, a man can get you pregnant and he should wear a condom. Yep, totally agree. And he should wear a condom. A woman, if she doesn't make the man wear a condom, she gets pregnant, has to have two, has to have, you got to be a strong bitch. You got to be like, let me take a plan B pill so I don't have to think about abortion. Abortion is bad. All of it's bad, is what I'm trying to say. Plan B is bad, and abortion is bad. But if you stop fucking niggas who are not qualified, if you stop fucking niggas who live with their mom, all these are questions you should know off the top of your head. It's like, as you get older, you'll know what bills to pay and what bills to pass on to the following day. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with relationships. You guys know who's who. Even when you have sex and it doesn't work out, you want to at least have a man in your life or a woman in your life who is going to be a great mom or a great dad. We may not have to be in a relationship, but we're going to be great co-parenting. Right. Because some of these motherfuckers, the, the way people think is just it's like it's insane on what's going on. Like every day, it gets worse and worse. And mm-hmm. we all say the kids are crazy. We all say kids are crazy. Not from the parents. But it's the parents. The parents are not holding their children down. They are not raising their children with discipline, with respect and honor of people and other people's things. And it's chaotic out here now. Mm-hmm. And everybody's winging it for themselves. The women are turning gay. The men are turning gay. The women are getting too many butt implants and eyelashes. Too much There's too much fake stuff going on. Yeah. Too much fake stuff because no, it seems like no one loves themselves. Right. You, know? you got men getting surgery to, or, to be a female, to be a transgender. They're even changing their voice box to sound mm-hmm. like a female. This, this shit is really being said. And your situation with having this baby with this guy, this can lead to those types of things because there's no man in the home. Mm-hmm. You understand? So continue. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get moved today as far as talk because people like to hear me talk. So <laughs> I'm dropping all the, I'm dropping all the jams today. <laughs> Well, um, like I was saying, I always, well, after dealing with the white the boy, white he kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of, he wasn't focused. Like like me, I'm very focused. I like to handle mm-hmm. my business, do what I got to do. It is, it's nine of us in, in my mom's family, but I'm the second oldest, but I have always been the one to hold everybody down and do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got real good credit. I don't have no bills. You know, when people get mail. They, it's mostly bills. I don't get mail. My stuff is taken care of. I always live my life like playing chess. I always got to plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. That's what just happened to me. But anyways, uh, I end up deciding to stop messing with the white boy. And I was like, you know what? 
not messing with no more white boys for the whole year of 2020. I'm just going to give me some chocolate, but this is only, um, this was by like, uh, like June, maybe this is like mm-hmm. June of 2019. So I'm speaking stuff into existence. Okay. They say word is in the power of the tongue. So I'm like, I ain't messing with no more white men. I'm giving me a black man. Finally, I'm going to get me some now, chocolate. Why, why, chocolate. Now, why, now, why you don't want to, why didn't you want to mess with white men anymore? He just he, I, I was getting to it. He 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 said that he won he was gonna blow his brains out, and I'm like, cause I said I'm st- I'm gonna stop fucking with you. You gonna kill yourself? Like no. Black like, guys do that shit too, though. But I've never came across that because I only, not to say I I never been in a relationship with a black guy, but I did get dick from black guys. Right. But I mess with different races for the simple fact they. I don't know. It was like they respected me more. They told me more things. Like they saw what type of person I was. They saw how hard I worked. They saw how I carried myself. They respected me. And this me. is a black guy. No, this, these are white. These are the different races I was messing with. Like okay. black guys would tell me that too. But like I said, I used to be scared to mess with black men because of the way my dad used to do my mom. Okay. So I kind of like, no, I ain't going to get in a relationship with a black guy, he might do this, but like you said, it, anybody could do that, but that was my mentality. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to even mess with tall guys. So I've always been like, you know, Roger Rabbit and um, Jessica Rabbit. I always like dating short guys, thinking, okay, uh, as long as I don't date nobody tall, don't nobody try to do nothing to me because I tell them I got battered children's women syndrome. Don't try to poke my head. Don't, don't try to choke me. Don't do nothing because I might snap out. Blackout, something might happen. So I just tried to stay ahead of the game. So it was like, as soon as I said that, I was at work. I was telling all my coworkers, like, you know, I ain't messing with no more white men. It's going to be 2020 all chocolate. Here he comes walking in. Now, I'm not the type of person that's impressed by cars, clothes, jewelry, uh, you know, like how people be lately trying to stunt, turn their music up, pull all their money out. That's not me. I'm the type of person I want you for what's in the inside. Like, how hard do you work? All the money that you have, the cars you got, do you have your own place? Are your bills taken care of? Do you pay your phone bill on time? Do you make sure you're taking care of yourself? I don't care about you having all this money and all this jewelry and stuff. He walked in, he looked like a normal guy, had, a, you know, his little white beater, some um, shorts on with his little flip-flops. But when he came to the register, he had muscles and a nice smile. And I'm flirtatious, so immediately I was like, damn, and like grabbed his arm and was like, you strong as hell. But I didn't mean to do that. It just happened. Mm-hmm. And he, like, smiled and laughed at me, and I could see his dimples and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's sexy, so... Instantly, he like, can I get your number? That's a red flag. And that's how I am. I notice little things about people because, first of all, all I did was grab your arm and said, you sexy, you strong, and he, you asking for my number. So I told What's wrong with that? that? No, that's not bad. He's no, supposed to me, ask for your number. No, because he don't know what type of person I am. He just instantly, from me grabbing his arm, saying that he's sexy, he wanted my number. So. No, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong for that. And I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. When when you said you're sexy and strong, just because a nigga asked you for your number, don't make it a crime. 
he asked you for your number because he felt you was attractive. There was some type of attraction. And he was going to get your phone number to have a conversation with you, to talk, to get to know you. See, the, what, what you say and what you just said show what has happened with social media, texting, and DM. And your, 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 that generation, your generation feels, oh, um, we should just text. We should just um, DM each other. He hit you up like a man. He's like, yo, I'm feeling you. I like what I, like what I felt. Give me your number. And I need people to do that because talking about Governor Cuomo for a second mm-hmm. in New York City and how these women are saying, oh, he touched me inappropriately. Or he kissed me, helped me a little longer. He was talking about how big his hands was. And they want to give him on sexual harassment. Oh, they, want to, yeah. they want him to leave his office on sexual harassment. And what people are failing to realize in this generation, in this decade, that he's a man. He got a dick. Mm-hmm. He's saying this shit to beautiful fucking women. And he is putting his Mac down. And I could see if he raped somebody, he broke into somebody's house and laid up in bed. I could see that he was married and got three women pregnant on his staff. All this is bullshit. They talked about, oh, he had his hand on my waist and it was a little too low on my waistline. This is the shit the news is reporting. This is the shit that the Democratic Party is asking him to leave office. So no disrespect when I say this, because he asked you for your number, that's what he was supposed to do. If a female says some shit to a man, whether he married or whatever, he chooses to ask you, can I have your number? That's not a crime, babe. Okay. All right. So stop that. I have to tell you the truth. I, I never lie. My gut. My I always been my gut. But just because don't he gave me. your number, well, you you didn't use your gut. You gave him your gut. I <laughs> I did. That's what I'm trying to get to you. But, tell you yeah, about but, my gut was about, already saying red flag, red flag. But why? Because I was but too busy. it was wrong. But no. But it, your 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 red flag wasn't a red flag. We asked you for your phone number. No, that I'm talking about doing the as the process was going along. My right, but I want to I want to make sure that we're clear. Not the process. You said red flag when he asked you for your phone number after you said yeah. you get that's not a red flag. Okay. That so let's scratch that. That's not a red flag. He's a gentleman. He's a man. He was supposed to ask you for your phone number. Especially if he thought you was attractive. Especially that. So, this, so we can go move forward now. But he didn't do nothing wrong by asking for your phone number. He got the pussy. Yeah. Okay then. Only so because I gave to, it to him. Yeah. Well, he was supposed to, he wasn't supposed to take it. You're confusing here, right? See, when people hear stuff, you have to be clear. He asked you for your phone number. He wound up fucking you. Yes, you gave. I didn't give him. him my, I didn't give it to him then. It doesn't matter. He still got. He still fucked you, <laughs> and you still ended up pregnant. So regardless of how it happened, one, he wasn't wrong for asking for your phone number, period. No disrespect when I say this. If you being a playette like you are, because that's what it sounds like, you enjoying your life and you're supposed to, you should be on birth control. 
You should be managing your pussy and understand who you are because you're not holding yourself accountable. You're blaming everybody else, everybody else, except looking in the mirror. I was saying, having fun. The doctors told me I couldn't have kids. So, I, yeah, I was living my best life. But you still, I don't want to, no disrespect, I don't want to hear that bullshit the doctor told you couldn't have kids. Say that bullshit to somebody else. I went and took something and listen that to a me customer again. recommended. Listen to me again. You are talking to T to the motherfucking day. Stop that bullshit right now. Because I'll hang up on you. Tell me one more lie. I'm going to hang up on you. Now, I'm telling you honest, the truth. Listen to me again. You say one more lie. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to block your ass on my phone so you can't call me back. <laughs> and I'm going to block your ass on Instagram because we do not bullshit on this, on this on these calls. So, again, you didn't hold yourself responsible because you was having fun. And you knew what you was doing. You said how you, the oldest of this family, pay your bills on time. You do all, you did everything right, except manage your pussy properly. Mm-hmm. Now, what you really didn't think about, and I hate to scare you on this one, see, what women don't understand is the, I always say this, you got a lot of women who always try to be a nigger. And I tell them, you can never outplay a nigger. You can never be a nigger. You got to manage your pussy properly because what happens to women when y'all slang pussy, like niggas slang dick, is that you can't end up pregnant, that mm-hmm. you can't end up with cervical cancer mm-hmm. years later down the line. Because what women not, don't understand is that sperm is a good thing and a bad thing. Sperm is bacteria. So when you have different bacteria going up in your pussy for 10, 15, 20 years, and probably won't take that long, you can get cervical cancer. It comes from the sperm. And this is why women should manage their pussy even that much more serious. Imagine fucking somebody in 2021. That came in you, gave you cervical cancer. You didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. And 10, 15 years later, you find that you got it, but you don't know who gave it to you. That's deep. Right. I just wanted to put that out there. So the, the people who are listening around the world who are younger than you, when they go out here and enjoy themselves, they won't make that mistake. Go ahead. I had to stop you. So the gentleman didn't do nothing wrong. He got the phone number. And what happened after that? Uh, we we kind of hit it off a little bit. Okay. And we, you know, he came to the house. We engaged in activities. Mm-hmm. We started fucking. I like, but I like the way you worded it. Activities. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he kind of like, you know, we had already talked a little bit. So when the next okay, morning... Okay, now pause, got- pause, pause. So how long before you invited him over the house? How long did y'all know each other? It had took a week. Okay. You sure? Yeah, it took a week. You positive? Yeah. Well, okay. when we met, when 
when I had met him at the when I felt on his muscles or whatever, it took um probably like two weeks before he came in and I gave him my number. Okay. And then um that following week after he got my number and us talking every day, all day, then I invited him over. He came mm-hmm. over. And that's when we engaged in activities. Mm-hmm. But we before we did that we was we, we had been talking. Huh? Did you suck his no. dick? You never mm-hmm. sucked his dick. I, I have sucked his dick before, but I didn't no, suck okay. his that dick day, then. That day he came over, did you suck his dick? No, he gave he, he gave me some heads, but I didn't but suck he his ate dick. Your pussy, no. But you wasn't nice enough to suck his dick. <laughs> no, because no. it seems like that's what he wanted to do. Wait a minute, so a nigga <laughs> ate your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> And you ain't suck his dick? Like, who raised you? No, I mean, I like that. I like doing that. That's something that I like to do, but he didn't want that. It seemed like he just wanted to eat my pussy, and he got straight to the to the whoop-de-doo. He just, okay, so you wanted to, but he said no. He wasn't letting me. He just wanted to eat me out and fuck, I guess, and it just okay, happened. All right, all right, I'm gonna I just that. go with the flow. Okay, right, okay. I just wanted to know if you was um, <laughs> equal opportunist. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm an equal opportunist. I'm the type of person that you ain't even got to give me nothing. Just let me suck on it if that's the case. Okay, okay. All right, go ahead. So you but, came over. Yeah, and we engaged in our activities. But then after us talking for that weekend, him telling me what he telling me, I, he had woke up and he just was leaving like it was nothing. I'm like, excuse me. I thought we had an understanding and all this shit. Can I get a hug? And he like, oh, okay, yeah. He gave me a hug, and then he left. And then from that point on, we were, you know, still talking every day. And then he, the next time he came over and we engaged in our activities again, he was like, can I get a key to the house? <laughs> I was like, ding, another red flag. But mm-hmm. I said, hell no. This ain't that. I don't know you, you like that. For first and last month's rent. See, see, I'm a real independent person. I don't know. I want women to understand that after you, after a nigga think he got good dick, and you and she, when for him to say this to me, he felt like he fucked you so good that he can ask for a key to the house. And this is where women have to separate their emotions. If a nigga ever come to you again and say, can I have a key to the house? As soon as he say that, say, you know what? As soon as you give me first and last month's rent, I'll give you a key. And that nigga would never say no shit like that to you <laughs> ever again. I get, and unless he's serious. You'll know he's serious if he, if he brings you first and last month's rent. You know, he's going right. to cover his half. Okay. Um, but go ahead, though. He came over again a second time. And when he asked me for the key, like I said, I told him, hell no, because I'm not like one of them people. Like, you don't even know me like that, and you're asking me for a key. And why would you even be asking me for a key? And we just now like fucking around. Yeah, but I'm not used to that. Well, I had people try to say shit like that to me. And like I said, I'm strong-minded. I know better. Mm -hmm. So I instantly like went to like my best friend and my mom and like, hey, because I had already been talking about him. I already like, look, this is how he looks. You know, he carries himself well. He likes to work out. He works hard because he's a truck driver. Well, okay. he deliver like RVs and stuff around the United States. So 
they like, oh, he sounds good. Give him a chance. And I'm like, give him a chance? What? No, I'm not doing that. And everybody like, yeah, what, what, what's the, what's so hard about this? You know, you never try stuff. Just try it out. Mm-hmm. If you don't work out. You is is a lesson learned or whatever. So I'm like, oh, okay, I gave him a key. Now, instantly we, I'm saying we we jumping into a relationship. So mm-hmm. I only know you, not even really three weeks. We jumping into a relationship. Mm-hmm. He's still working, you know. He's still doing what he's doing. We having good times. We taking walks, stuff that I like to do because I'm a simple person. You don't gotta buy me stuff. You don't gotta, you know. I'm not materialistic. I don't need my hair done. I got I got sister locks. I don't need you know my nails done. I'm not one of them people. I don't like Jordans. I don't like stuff like that. I'm a real simple person. I go to City Trends or something and buy me some shoes or some clothes. Or whatever I like to shop, shop within my bargain. Mm-hmm. But I like stuff like you know flowers, teddy bears, and stuff like that. So he would, while I'm at work, he would pop up, you know, bring me lunch or you know bring me flowers, stuff like that. That's what got me. And also the talks of how he like you know he he want teamwork, he want a family, you know. And stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I instantly like I've never since I don't have kids, I never dated, I never wanted to date or mess with men who had kids. That's something I never did because I'm like, okay, if you got kids or baby mama, especially different baby mamas, I'm cool. He wasn't really telling me that. He told me he had kids, but he didn't say he had three different kids by three different baby mamas. Mm-hmm. So by this time, I'm already. This is like. Going into the year 2020, we already made a connection. Now I'm starting to really find out stuff like, what? You got three different baby mamas, three different kids. I already got feelings with them. All right. Okay, now pause. What's wrong with that, though? It's just me, my mentality. I don't have kids. I don't want to be dealing with people like that because... Okay, so he he, he didn't tell you what he... um. He misrepresented himself. He should have told you that up front, but you didn't find out. Right. So now I'm like, oh, damn. Now I'm going to have to deal with this baby mama drama and shit or whatever because I know people be crazy and the way he, you know, he a sexy guy and he carries himself where I'm like, man, these bitches going to be crazy. They might try to come after me. Ain't no telling. He like, okay, well, I got a, I got a, um, at the time he was like, I got a 17-year-old and a, I think it was 17-year-old and an 18-year-old. And then I got a six, he was five, he was four or five years old. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I still went with it, still went with the flow, still let him stay with me. He, you know, I, at the beginning, I didn't really, like I said, I like being independent. I'm showing you, I don't need you for nothing. I can pay my own bills. I can do all my own stuff because whether you're here or not, I'm still going to do it. But he kind of like after like the fourth or fifth month being around me, or being in my house, he was like, we can do this together. I got you. My rent was seven something plus mm-hmm. my utilities. But he was like, I can give you $300 on the rent or whatever. And I'm like, well, you can do whatever you want to. I don't need it, but fine or whatever. But I still was basically to me taking care of everything still myself. Okay. Um, as time went on, like I said, Christmas came up and, um, he had bought me a TV, I'm guessing, 
Because okay. You're guessing. Is it the TV or not? It, it was a TV because you could tell from the shape of the box that okay. it was a TV. Yeah, but I want you to know. What the fuck do you mean you guessing? It was a TV. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> he was like, he wanted me to be like, yay, TV. I'm, like I said, I'm not materialistic. Right. So he wanted me to be like super excited and stuff like that. He like woke me up like, okay, it's Christmas. You ready for this and this, that, and the third? And I'm like, I knew it was a TV. So I'm like, I got, I'm on my way to work. I had to be at work at 430. I'm like, okay, I can open it up when I get back. And he like got real mad at me. That was the first sign of me knowing how this relationship was going to go. Okay. He got mad because he thought, well, he probably got mad because he thought that you wasn't thoughtful. I was thoughtful. I was happy. I hugged him like, thank you and stuff like that. But he wanted me to like, like a big ass kid rip it open. Like, oh my God. Like. I'm like, okay. I have to be at work at 430. Like, mm-hmm. I can do that when I come back. It's still going to be Christmas. It's not the end right. of the day. I understand. So he was, like, real mad down there about to leave me, basically. Mm-hmm. Because I would, wasn't, you know, into, like, the gifts and stuff. So okay. he ended up going to his mom's house and, like, staying there or whatever. Basically, almost all day. He come back. He tried it again. And then I, like, you know, gave in, like, oh, thank you, all this stuff. But I had already said that. I was already happy because I'm a very appreciative person when it comes to anything. You can pick me a flower off the ground, and I'm going to be happy about it. I'm not the type of person that would be cruel. But, like I said, he's used to whatever he had in his past. He's used to materialistic women that want stuff that, you know, that, I don't know. It's, it's different. I've never been through this before. So um, fast forward to the new year. Now he working. He's staying gone. He's talking about he'll be back on New Year's Eve. And I'm like, God damn, now you expect me to be happy about Christmas, but I expect you, us, to be bringing the New Year's in together. Okay. But he like, oh, I got to work. But mind you, this job... They give him selections of where he want to go and what he want to do. So he has the choice to pick where he want to go, and he has the choice to pick when he wants to leave and when he wants to come back. Mm-hmm. So, again, another red flag. I'm like, okay, he's talking about he'll be back right before I turn New Year. That's some bullshit to me because that means, mm-hmm. to me it seems like he's spending time with somebody, and then you probably, okay, well, let me hurry up and get back to her before the New Year come in. That's right. just my mentality. Okay. So we spend New Year's together, and I'm the type of person I know that when New Year's coming in, you need to have money in your pocket and stay positive because that's how your year is going to go. Right. But he's, like, doing things. Like, I smoke weed. I'm not a drinker. I don't smoke cigarettes or black and mouths, none of that. Um, I'm at my best friend's house. We chilling. My best friend tell him he don't smoke. He drinks. My okay. best friend, like... Hey, roll this blunt. And I tell, I look at him like, he better not roll that blunt because he's been around me plenty of times. Well, I ain't smoking. He ain't never rolled my blunt. Right. He like, roll this blunt. He like, break it down, start breaking the weed down. And I'm looking like, this nigga is really sitting up here rolling this blunt. That she just like, roll it. And he rolled it. So I kind of got mad about that. But I knew that my best friend didn't mean no harm. She like, kind of like a drunk a little bit 
she just was, and her man was there, and she just was, you know, like, Calvin, chocolate, because that's what I was calling at the time. Chocolate mm-hmm. rolled his blunt. He rolled it. I was in my feelings. So then when it hit the new year, everybody going outside to, like, shoot guns and stuff, and then the area we are in, I'm very cautious. I'm like, I'm not about to go out there and shoot no goddamn gun. Whatever goes up must come down. I don't know what type of training y'all got. You may misfire, hit something, hit me, ain't no telling. So I'm like, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. He goes out there, and it's another my best friend's um, cousin is there. He, like, helping her shoot the gun and shit. So that's, like, another red flag. Like, why are you um, helping her shoot the gun? You could have went out there and shot the gun, then came back in here with me. End of the subject. But he be doing the most because he's like a friendly person, I guess, and he think that's okay. And I keep telling him, you wouldn't want me to be friendly all up in niggas' faces and any any chance I get talk to them and all that stuff, I'm not that mm-hmm. type of person. I treat people how I want to be treated. And it's just, you know, you need to think before you speak or think before you Right. Speak. And what did and he, he do again to the young lady? He, like, went out there with her and, like, was shooting the gun with her like they was you know, taking turns shooting the gun. And then when right. I came back in, they was like, oh, yeah, nah, that was fun. And he like, yeah, she gangster, this, that, and the third. Like, so I'm in my feelings like. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, I'm sitting in here. Your ass should have been sitting in here, too, with me. Right. Like, you you all helping somebody else shoot a gun when you should have been, like, right next to me. Like, even right. if you shot the gun once, you should have just gave her her shit back or whatever and then came back in here with me, not y'all switching and, and all this, whatever y'all I, was doing. I agree. So, I agree. I'm like, oh, there's some bullshit. So, fast forward, it's going okay. Valentine's Day and stuff like that, it, it's kind of like our first really, really true argument because – I got, like, a rental. We end up going to Chicago and stuff like that. And like I said, he's a friendly guy. I'm I'm from Chicago, but we lived in Indiana. Okay. We get to always wanted to go to Dave & Buster's. Simple person. Mm-hmm. I like video games. I'm a gamer. I play Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, stuff like that. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to take you to Dave & Buster's or whatever, surprise you. I get the rental. We get there. Now, from when I was little and I went to Dave and Buster's, it was totally different. Now there's all these little hoochie bitches and shit all <laughs> everywhere and stuff like that. I'm not insecure, but it kind of made me insecure to be noticing that you paying attention to people instead of paying attention to me. Okay. So now I'm like, like starting to feel insecure. Like, what the fuck? They look ratchet. One, they some of them got green hair. They got orange hair. This, that, and the third. They got on little ass curse. This, that, and the third. It's cold as fuck outside. They running around Dave and Buster's like some thought, but he paying attention to them. Okay. And if I'm not mistaken, this is right around the time Kobe Bryant died. Okay. So he like paying attention to them and. All that stuff. So then I get in my feelings like, okay, you want to be promiscuous? I can be the same way. Mm-hmm. So then I started paying attention to other men trying to see, like, how would he react? He started getting his feelings like, where are you looking at? I'm like, what you looking at? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, it seems like you got your attention on somebody else. And I'm like, start ignoring him. Then that's when he started being mean to me. Like you didn't eat all your food, you had you ordered that you ordered all that food, and now you ain't eating it and stuff like that. I had lost my appetite because I'm paying attention that you the type of person that won't 
want attention from other people, other women. You getting you trying to get women to look at you and see you instead of focusing on me. I'm looking at other people in relationships at our table. He right now he's about to be thirty eight. Okay. I'm thirty five. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at all these other relationships around the table and they all into each other, talking to each other, holding hands right. and all this. And you focus on other people and I'm feeling stupid. Right. I get it. So he turns around and he like being mean to the point where he like, fuck this. And he don't really curse. So he's like, fuck this. We can leave or whatever. So now I'm really in my feelings because you brought me way down here so we can enjoy our time, play the game and all this stuff. But now you're in your feelings because you feel like I'm looking at somebody else, but you was just doing that. To every action, there's a reaction. To every cause, there's an effect. Right. So... He like being mean, like, come on, let's go. And I'm taking my time, and he like, I'm about to leave your ass. And I'm like, the rental is in my name. How are you about to leave me? Right. But he really was acting like he was going to leave me. We get in the car, and he just started talking shit like, oh, you this and you that. Like, you don't appreciate nothing, and, and you be acting funny and this, that, and the third. And I'm like trying to understand, like, why are you saying this to me when it's you who started all this? Okay. Like, I have a story. So since you're on the phone with me, we got to respect it because he could have got that way because of something that you did as well. Agree? Right. Okay. Well, go ahead. I just wanted to throw that in there. So we end up going back to the hotel room or whatever and stuff kind of mellowed down. We didn't do nothing. You know, we just let it continue on or whatever. And then we end up going back to the house the next morning. Okay. But it kind of, like, seemed like it went downhill from there. We, we like, started working more. And he had told me in the beginning of the relationship, like, you know, I'm the type of person that if you start to bother me or get on my nerves, I'm just going to stay on the road and work more. And you won't see me that much. So he's forgetting that he ain't told me this, but yet he's starting to be gone more. Okay. I'm a very intimate person. Like, you know, I like hugs and kisses and stuff like that. And he's being gone. So I'm telling him, you know, I like time. Right. You've been gone for like four days, five days. When are you coming back? He like, oh, I'll be back. This and third, baby, don't worry about it. I'm like, yes, I'm going to worry about it because being in a relationship, you know, you have to put in time and effort and you're staying gone. And I said, and he's like, well, I need money. I'm like, well, you stay with me and I'm paying most of all the bills. I told you you could be stacking your money right now. So what what are you spending your money on? And he's, like I said, materialistic. He like to say he needs to work, but he would turn around and buy expensive shoes and expensive clothes and all this stuff, but you're saying you need money. So I'm confused why you steady buying all this stuff that you barely going to wear. Right. While you're on the road. So um, it fast forward to, let's see, like around his birthday, he's still working a lot. So now he's telling me I'm complaining too much because I'm telling him you're working too much. I miss you. We need to spend time together, go for a walk, talk, whatever. And he's still saying, you're complaining too much. So he got to the point of where, like, from June to September, he tried to leave me at least 10 times, TK. Damn. You should have let him go. 
I, I would let like you know I'm I'm not gonna say like I'm like a proud person, but I'm like okay if he's trying to leave me this much, it's something he want to do. It's somewhere he want to go. So I would fight back my feelings and just sit there and let him pack his stuff and let him go about his business. And then the next day or two, he'd be like, oh, we need to work it out. I'm coming back. And I would accept him, but I'm still in my mind trying to figure out why do you keep leaving me? Because I'm just telling you, you're on the road too much and we need to spend time together. Right. You're playing too many games. Like when you pack in your bags, that's a serious game. You can't pack your bags and say, okay, I'm coming back. And we keep leaving and going. That's too much of a um, roller coaster. Yeah, and then when we stand, we stand in this apartment complex. So people seeing you pack your stuff and leave, and then a couple of days later seeing you bring your stuff back in, like right. just making yeah. both of us look stupid. Like mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just still going with the flow. Like okay. You know, and I don't want to tell, talk to my mom because me and my mom like kind of like best friends, but my mom the type that she don't play games about me. So right. if I would have told her, yeah, he doing this, he doing that, she going to turn up. Then she's not going to like him, and she's going to be like, oh, this bitch nigga, this, this, that, and I didn't want that. So I wasn't talking to my mom. I'm and like holding need, all this need, stuff in. Right, and you needed to hear that from your mother. Yeah. You sure did. She probably prevented she could have helped you from getting pregnant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead. I'm so, um, like, the last time that he tried to leave me, I really, like, just let him, was letting him go mm-hmm. or whatever. But then, like, in the middle of the night, I don't know, I'm not the type of person that cry over people and stuff like that. I just kind of, like, called him and was like, oh, you, like, giving up on somebody that's real to you, loyal to you, faithful to you, honest to you, which, which is rare in these days. People don't do mm-hmm. that. True. And I'm like, okay, you be going on the road so much. If I was the type of fuck nigga that be on bullshit, I could be fucking with other people. I could be doing stuff. You wouldn't know anything. I said, I'm not. I'm trying to, you know, stick on to all the stuff you had told me, how we was going to grow old together and all this stuff, and you was going to marry me. I'm holding on to this. I'm like, but you trying to leave me over me talking to you about us spending time together. Mm-hmm. But you telling me stories of... Your baby mama's a how your other baby mama got like six kids or something and you would stay with her and then you tell me about another relationship, how you was with another girl for like eight years and y'all cheated on each other constantly and I'm like, You stayed with her. So what is it so wrong about me that you don't wanna stay with me? But I gotta like I told you, my conscience and my gut kinda lead me in certain directions and it seemed like all the times he tried to lead me from that time it was like God telling me you don't need him. He don't need to be in your life. But I was right. being hard-headed. I'm like, no, I'm going to stick with him, you know, like, because I've never really been with somebody who, like, constantly liked to work. Like I said, it's only, like, my third relationship. He was, like, real, real, like, on on point when it comes to working. He liked to work out, you know. He liked to eat healthy. You know, he liked to take care of himself, not really eat snacks and stuff like that. So, I was stuck on that mentality, like, okay, he's carrying himself well, he's a good daddy, he's there for his, his kids and stuff when they need him and all that, he'd be having them, sometimes have them at my house and stuff like that. So I'm stuck on that, like the image. I'm not really thinking about what he doing or, or what type of pain he causing me. 
So I kind of like cried to him and he ended up coming back. Now this is like um, the beginning of September. Mm-hmm. But then he started back doing that staying gone again for a long time. Okay. And he, um, it was like one night I woke up, my gut woke me up at like 2.30 in the morning and was like, call that man. I woke up because I'm not the type of person to call him like that either. He's uh-huh. like, you working. When you got time for me, you can call me. But it woke me up like, call that nigga. I called him. It's 2.30. Now, usually at this time, you either driving or you sleep. Like, you taking a break or, like, sleeping for a couple hours, then waking back up and, and driving again. Right. I called him. He didn't answer. So, again, red flag. Mm-hmm. 2.30 in the morning, you're not answering the phone. If you're in a vehicle by yourself driving, you hear your phone ringing, you should be able to answer the phone for me. Right. He didn't answer. Probably, like, um, almost, like, Three o'clock or something like thirty minutes, forty five minutes later, he calls me. Now, when he answers the phone, you can hear in the background there's some shit going on. I don't know if he at a club or a lounge or whatever. He's somewhere where you can hear people talking. You can hear glasses and stuff going on. It's not music, but it's just he around people. You can tell. Okay. And in the that's background, no you that's no crime to be around people. Yeah, it's it's not. But when you telling me you don't do stuff like that, it is to me, okay. and it's the middle of the night. So okay. I hear somebody say, "Hey, cuz, I just seen your lady." Now I'm his lady, right? So as soon as he said, "I just seen your lady," he put me on mute. So whatever his cousin said, he said, and then he took me off mute. And I'm like, "Where you at?" He like, "Oh, I'm out getting something to eat." I'm like, okay, and I'm not the type of person that has to you about where you at, what you're doing, none of that, but I'm just asking questions to see if he going to lie or, you know, mm-hmm. be on bullshit. So I said, okay, where what what state you in right now? Because even when he leaves to go to work, I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, what state you going to this time or where you going to be at? I'm just trusting you to just do your job and do you and be real to me like I'm being real to you. Mm-hmm. So he like, I'm in Florida. And I said, okay, what you doing? He said, I'm getting something to eat. I said, well, it had been a couple times you took me on trips with you, and it's never late when you get something to eat. Mm-hmm. And he like, I'm getting something to eat. What is you tripping? Start getting an attitude kind of like, and like hung up. But I'm still stuck on this whole fact that his cousin, whoever it was, was like, hey, cuz, that means you probably like in Atlanta. He's stuck mm-hmm. here in Florida. And then I'm still stuck on him saying, I just seen, well, he didn't say lady. He said, I just seen your old lady. Which right. He, he kind of called me like his old lady. So I'm okay. like, this nigga cheating on me. Mm-hmm. I instantly get up the next morning, call somebody that, you know, I, I used to have people that kind of used to um, want to mess with me, but they get my money at the same time or whatever. So I instantly call, call this dude like, uh, I know you want to see me. It's been a long time, this, that, and the third. He's like, hell yeah, it's been too long. I'm trying to see you, this, that, and third. Put some money in your pocket. I'm like, cool. He instantly like, I'm going to set up this hotel room. We can meet up when you get off work, yada, yada. I'm like, bet. Go meet up with him. And, like, I'm not feeling bad or nothing because 
in my heart and in my mind, he already and caught him up doing something. Right. So I'm like, I'm about to get even. Okay. Which I'm not that type of person either, but I'm just like, okay, well, I got to be in my feelings. something too right there. In my lifetime, I've heard women say, I'm going to get back at a nigga, I'm going to get even. But it's something that you're forgetting. You ready? Yeah. That's your pussy. You're not getting back at nobody. When you give your pussy to somebody, how are you getting back at the guy? And women have to stop saying that. I got even. No, you gave another nigga some pussy, and he came up. <laughs> That's, <laughs> the nigga he fucking is the motherfucker who won because you got somebody, you fucking, and you think you're getting back at the nigga. Are you going to get back at the nigga if you know that you're fucking? If you don't know that you're fucking, that's for you. That dick, that dick is for you. It's not for the guy. Right. Back at the guy, when you say, hey, I'm going out and fuck tonight, I just want to let you know, if you're here, I'll be back around 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. Just FYI. I just want to let you know that you're not getting back at nobody. That's your pussy. But go ahead. <laughs> well, I... um. Like I said, I'm not the type of person, but I just felt like, like I said, I was getting even. <laughs> right, sounds sound crazy now, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> so I, you thought you, was, I, I you thought you was getting even. Go ahead. Yeah, I thought I was getting even. So we end up doing something, and I'm like, I can't, I don't even know how to say it. Like I'm, I'm kind of freaky, but kind of freaky outside the box. Okay. Can't explain it. My mom was a dominatrix, and I kind of like grew on stuff like that. So I'm, uh, this guy was somebody I was doing extra activities to. Let's just right. say that. Okay. So I did what I did with him. And, um, now, what did you do? What did you do? Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I was about to say I sodomized him, but I, I, I fucked him in the ass or whatever. You did? Yeah, that's what he liked and st- wow. stuff like that oh, kind of thing. When you say you fucked him in the ass, did you put on a dildo? A strap? I, I didn't put on a strap. No, I just, I had, he had brought his toy and I used his toy. And what kind of toy did he have? He had a, a, a nice, pretty size dick. And, and and you put it in him. And was he moaning and groaning? Yes, because he's that type of person. I've been knowing Get him for... Fuck out of here. <laughs> I've been knowing him for like at least like 11 years. And he right, paid, okay. He had like paid me to do stuff like that to him. So right. I, <laughs> oh, my God. I, okay, go ahead. I went. I told you my mom was a dominatrix, so it's her fault. Well, it got nothing to do with your mom. The, the, the nigga don't she know put it off mother. on me. I'm telling you, she always be like, "Die no, finger." This is what I'm saying. Listen, listen, babe. Listen, you are a product of your mother. I get it, but the nigga ain't product of your mom. I'm just <laughs> looking at this nigga's mindset. So he allows you put a, a, a dick up in his ass, and nigga's moaning and groaning like he was. And he's person. a big buff nigga too. He looked like he wouldn't even like dick. He looked like he ride motorcycles or something, and 
and and lift weights all the time. That's how he yeah. he he was one of them people, tattoos everywhere and stuff right. that you would never See, guess. But that that's I'm what he like. I'm over here looking. Tattoos the fuck up hat to the side. Look, that shit, this shit used to mean something years ago. It don't mean nothing now. But go ahead, go ahead. In my head, I I, I kind of figured maybe he was doing something, had been doing it, because all the other times I did something with him, you know, in the past, his stuff wasn't open. This time right. his stuff was open. Okay. But I just, you know, didn't pay no attention. I just did what I did. And right. um, I as I was leaving, my dude was texting me, like, what you doing? And I instantly, <laughs> like, somebody and seen me up in here. Like, I started thinking negative, like, okay, well, somebody know I'm here or right. whatever. And he's like, oh, okay, well, where you at again? Like, asking me questions. So I'm like, well, I'm talking to this man about, um, you know, buying a house. <laughs> right. Or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. I had, I did that one mistake. That was it. Okay. Or whatever. So, uh-huh. right. But right before then, we had went to this, my best friend's party or whatever. And it was this young girl that had came. She pulled up in like a, um, I don't know if it's a 300 or, I, I suck at cars, 300 or a Chrysler or whatever it was. But it had rims and tinted windows and stuff. She had to be like 25, 26. She get out of the car and she like instantly walk over to us and she like introduced herself to me, but then introduced herself to him. Mm-hmm. The guy that you had in the hotel that, I, that you could do. Yeah, my my guy. She didn't she didn't um introduce herself to us. She just introduced herself to me. So at this time, you know, it's Corona still. Last year is real strong or whatever. I'm not I'm not fucking with people. So she right. like tried to shake my hand. I put my elbow out like, hey, what's up? And she like, damn, you acting funny. I said, no, I'm not acting funny. Corona is real, mm-hmm. and I don't know you. So she said, shit, if I catch Corona, it's going to be from you. I said, no, shit, not from me. And right. it seemed like she, the the rest of the time we were at this picnic, she was all up in my dude's face. Okay. Now, again, the right thing for you to do, me and you at this place, we going to ride together. We going to be together. But no, right. he all up in her face, just like she up in his face. Right. So you disrespecting me now for all these people. And, I mean, we were there for almost, like, six hours. They talking and laughing and giggling. When he go get the food from the table, she, like, sprinkle water on him. He, like, like it was weird shit, like, to the point where my best friend uh, and her dude, like, what the fuck is he over there doing? I'm like, shit, I don't know, but I'm giving him the eye because I'm not the type of person that, you know, I'm not going to dash out on another female or nothing. It's all on your actions. So right, I'm sure. looking at him like, like trying to get him to eye like you know you don't you know you're on some bogus shit now. But uh-huh. he's not really giving in. Then he goes into this another situation with the gun thing. Her daddy, the girl dad's like, Oh, we finna shoot the guns or whatever since we in the woods. So he takes my dude, they walk over there and they getting ready to shoot, but then the girl go over there and like, Oh, I got my gun. Now I got a gun, it's legal. But I'm mm-hmm. not gonna be pulling my shit out and showing people what I got. She right. pulled her gun out and 
Now they over there, here they go. He's shooting with her. He grabbing a gun from her, helping her put the bullets in the gun, giving her the gun back, and everybody's still like, do they know each other? Right. I'm like, shit, I'm trying to figure that out. So I'm still giving him the eye, trying to let him know, like, hey, what you're doing is disrespectful to me. Mm-hmm. So you need to, like, stop that shit. And by you being older, you should know better. Right. But let me pause on something here. You ready? Mm-hmm. I want to teach something. I'm going to teach everybody right now who is listening game. See, to be a player or a player, you got to be as cool as the other side of the pillow. You got to always keep a player. And you just fucked a man in a hotel with an ass and all that. This was so, before then. <laughs> which one was before? The, 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 the Yeah, this 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 picnic was before I did what I did. Okay, so you got to keep I just wanted to make sure you knew this story. I'm, okay, cool. I had okay, missed so out on it. Okay, I'm, I'm wrong then. But don't be sure I'm wrong. <laughs> so let me share this with you. When, when when people do what they do, you got to always keep it play. You can't be a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. You can't be, oh, I fucked somebody last night. Now I'm out with somebody, and this person is tripping the way that they are. When right. I think you got to always keep it playing. You know, you see the way it is. You know how it is. And what you do from that moment on, you either get yourself a new nigga or a new bitch, or you just let the shit go under, let it be mm-hmm. worn under the bridge and keep it moving, but you never show emotion. And two people who are listening, if you got to feel that way with someone, then you should replace that one. Right. Okay, so you told me sorry this happened before then, but go ahead. I think they, get, they had the shootout and everything. So I... I mean, not the shootout. They had the shooting in the woods. Yeah, they shoot, like, and they shooting for a while. Okay. I'm over there with her. So then when it's time for us to go, I get in my feelings, and I'm like, well, um, I'm about to go. You can stay here with her if you want to. I was like, just make sure you come. No, he was like, no, baby, I'm coming with you. But I'm like, no, you can stay with her. Just make okay. sure, you know, I can take you, go get your stuff, and I can bring you back or whatever, because I see that you into I guess because she got a nice car. So you enter her, no, baby, you know, coming from Atlanta, we friendly, we like to talk to people and this, that, and the third. I'm like, no, like you and took it above and beyond. So I go get in the car. I'm waiting on him. Mm-hmm. He like, oh, let me go get my son because his son was with us. He go get his son. But when I get to go get out the car, him and her are talking. They walk like across like the pasture, like in the grass and walk towards somewhere. And they talking, so to me, it's like they're exchanging numbers or whatever. Exactly, that's what they know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking like, okay, after what I just said, he didn't get it. But I'm the type of person I know that once you let somebody slide with stuff, they think it's okay to keep doing stuff. Right. And that's what I kind of did. I, like, you know, brushed it off and, and was like, oh, I see you like young girls with braces on their teeth and shit with nice cars just because they got guns and shit. You don't like nobody who likes to go to work and do do what they need to do, handle their business and respect you. You want a motherfucker to be doing what you're doing to them. Mm-hmm. And he like, no, nah, baby, no, nah, this, that, and the third or whatever. So that goes to, like, right after that incident, I kind of, like, want to stop bringing that up. And then that's when he stayed gone longer. And then that's when 
I end up calling him in the middle of the night, hearing him and his cousin talk about another lady. And then I did what I did. Right, okay. So now fast forward to October, and I haven't came on my period. <laughs> so I'm like, this is weird. But this, I kind of like was at my job, and this lady had told me about this pre-seed stuff, like, well, um, I tried this stuff after not getting pregnant in 11 years, and I got instantly got pregnant. So my dumb ass, like, well, the doctor told me I can't have kids, but I'm going to go try this shit. Right. And I tried it. It come with, like, nine syringes, and I used three. And that's when, like, I had – he was kind of, like, telling me, you need to upgrade your life. You don't need to be at this job because I had been working at Speedway for, like, eight years or whatever. I was assistant manager by this time. And he's like, no, you can you can do better. You need to leave and get you a better job. So I left Speedway and ended up working at Amazon. Okay. So while I'm at Amazon, I'm steady, I'm driving, but I'm steady having to pee. I'm like, why the fuck do I have to pee so much? Like, what the fuck? And I told this lady that, and she said, shit, the last time I had to pee so much, I was like three months pregnant. So I'm like, uh, ding, like, I better not be pregnant. Oh, my God. Like, no, ain't no way I could be pregnant. Like, mm-hmm. no. So I didn't check. I didn't see or nothing. I waited till like my next period came and see if it was going to come, but it didn't. So now by this time, I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I know I'm pregnant. I got to be. And this is when our relationship is going downhill. Right. I end up going to the doctor. They tell me I'm pregnant. I tell him well, I had him go with me. So she's like, yes, you're pregnant in front of his face or whatever. I started crying because I'm knowing how this relationship is going. This is not, like, what I want out, out of my life. Right. So I, I'm already knowing, like, I'm about to end up being a single mom. I ain't got pregnant by a nigga. Like, I barely knew. I barely took the time to know him. That's not my standards. That's not what I do. And now look at the situation I'm in. Mm-hmm. So he like, what you crying for? Are you happy? The lady like, you happy or you sad? I'm like, it's mixed emotions. Because, you know, I'm happy that I thought I couldn't I thought have kids and I got, hey. I'm pregnant, but Did I'm mad me? that, huh? I said, fuck that. You better be sad. Yeah, I was mostly sad, but I'm yeah. happy that, um, you know, out of all my family members, everybody, like in my whole family, cousins, little cousins, sisters, brothers, all that. I'm the only one that's been focused, doing what I got to do. And everybody always been like, we ain't going to have some kids because you're the only one that do what the fuck you got to do. Like, we ain't going to have some kids. And I'm like, been telling them no. And then now I'm in this situation with somebody I'm thinking that I was going to be with, you know, because I'm the type of person I want to be married, have kids and stuff like that. But it ain't about to go that way. Yeah, American dream. Mm Yeah. Yeah. So, like, not even a month after that, the apartment complex I was staying in sets on fire. I lose everything that I worked for my whole life. Mm-hmm. Now I have nowhere to go. I end up being in a hotel room and stuff like that. And part of me thinking that um, he was staying with me because he didn't have nowhere to go. Right. This is why he with me. So 
when I'm in a hotel room, I'm crying about stuff I ain't lost. And he like, oh, get over it. You know, it's just stuff in your life that you lose and you, you get stuff back. You need to let stuff go. And I'm telling him, like, no, this is stuff like my grandma is gone. She died in um, 2006. I had stuff like her wood knots and stuff like that that she ain't gave me because mm-hmm. I was always been a reliable person to hold on to shit. I and lost all this stuff. I'm thinking about this stuff. But he's like, oh, you got to learn how to live your life and let stuff go and move on and all this stuff. But he's not there for me. He's still on the road. He's not there like everything going to be okay. You got this. Woo off the band. He's not. He's talking to me on the phone talking about how stuff going to be. But yet I don't have nowhere to lay my head. Right. All this money you making, you're not like, hey, let me cash out you something, get you a hotel room, right. let me this, that, and third. Mm-hmm. You're not doing that. What'd you say? And you're pregnant, right? At the same right. time. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah, he's looking out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, he he like, he like already showing me that this probably got to be some bullshit. So I'm like, okay, come on, Mook. You got to snap. You got to get back into how you need to be, you know, like how you been being. You don't need nobody. Do what you got to do. So mm-hmm. I handled my business. I was paying insurance on the apartment, so that covered me. Right. To be able to get my hotel and all that stuff. So, like, it was like the last day of my hotel room. He was coming back in town. He had been there, like, for like four or five days a couple times out of me being there for the two weeks in the hotel room, but he was, he went back to work. Right. So he um, asked me to come pick him up from Michigan City. I go to go pick him up. And on my way there, he's like, oh, you can come over with me. Because at this time, he like, well, my cousin wants me to take over his lease or whatever. Um, and I'm going to do that so he won't mess up, you know, his, you know, he won't get put out. He won't fuck up his stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, like, but I don't want to move all the way down there, you know, and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. He like, I got you. We can do this. But in my mind, I'm still saying like, okay, you ain't really been being here. So in my gut, I'm knowing he's not going to be around. So I'm telling him, no, I got this. Like, if I move down there with you, I figure out how to handle stuff on my own. Right. He's like, oh, you hard-headed. You just want to do this. You just want to do that. And he kind of like hung up on me. I get, like, three text messages. Without me reading them, I'm knowing, like, he about to leave me. Mm-hmm. That's what is about to happen. So I right. pick him up. He get in the car, and he just driving, not saying nothing to me. He, like, pulls up to the hotel room. He basically, like, had in the text message, like, I had read the last text message. Like, okay, when you get there, you can get your stuff, and um, uh, you can stay at the hotel room. I'm leaving. So I instantly, when he pulled up to the hotel room, I get out, I grab like my little pictures and stuff or whatever out of the car and he pulls off. He leaves me knowing that the next day I'm not going to have nowhere to go. Right. So I kind of like cry, you know, and stuff like that. But I'm like, okay, well, he didn't try to leave me to me like 3 million times already. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to just let him do what he want to do and just let it go. Let it take its toll or whatever. Right. And I end up going to Wisconsin and staying with my brother or whatever, but I didn't tell him. I was trying to make him think that I was still, you know, trying to figure out where to go and stuff like that. 
Uh-huh. And to see what his actions was going to be. But he didn't reach out to me. I reached out to him. Like, three days later, I had sent him um, a message from my other phone because I have, like, two phones. I okay. told him. I was like, well, this is the phone you can contact me on about your child. I was like, don't contact me on the other phone. This is the number you need to reach out to when you're concerned about your child. Mm-hmm. So he like, no, we can, we gonna be together. We gonna work it out. We this, we that. And in my mind, I'm like, nigga, you just left me. Right. In the cold, outside, carrying bags and shit upstairs, and you talking about we gonna be together? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling him like, um, you know, I'm a real person. I got love for you. I'm in love with you still. I said, well, I'm gonna let you get some time for yourself because evidently that's what you want. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you saw your royal oaths and go fuck bitches and do what you want to do and all that shit. And I said, and when you ready and you done, I'll still be here because mm-hmm. apparently I ain't got nothing else to do but to try to get my shit together. Right. So he took that shit and ran with it. He said he texted me like, oh, hey, I'm checking on you and the baby, this, that, and the third, when you ready to come home and all this. And I'm like, no. So let me, let me, I'm going to pause right there. Remember what you're about to talk about. And to okay. the people who are listening, I need everybody to listen to what I'm about to say. For some reason, men talk a lot of shit. For some reason, ladies, niggas talk to be talking. And demonstration is better than conversation. Mm-hmm. And when you hear niggas saying, oh, we're doing this and we're doing that, but his actions is not going that direction. His actions is not showing you that what he's saying is real. A female got to do for herself. This is why, again, you ladies got to protect your pussy. Mm-hmm. Because a nigga might have another bitch here, not another bitch there. And the pain that you're going through could have been prevented if you would have just stayed focused on you. Mm-hmm. And you got democratic with the nigga. So love. Nigga ain't bring first and last month's rent to show you he was serious. Nigga ain't had, he wasn't giving you no money. You was giving him a way out every time. Because mm-hmm. saying, no, I don't need your money for this. I can do this. I can do that. And that was a layup for him because now his check, he can do whatever he want to do. He can go get this. He can go get that because my girl don't give a fuck. It was a, it was a come up for him. Now, as a player to the guys, you know, if you get a female like this, that's a win to niggas. Like, damn, yo, I could do this, I could do that. And I'm not trying to hate on the, on the men who do this. Because men do this. And I want them thinking, oh, TK, you fucking it up. But when you're on this show and you're talking to TK, I got to always tell the truth on both sides of this motherfucking fence. And these stories that you're telling, believe it or not, is going to help somebody's life. It's going to help somebody in Australia. It's going to help somebody in Seattle. It's going to help somebody in Wyoming or Wisconsin to manage their pussy, to keep their mind right, to focus on themselves, to get what you want out of life first before you allow a man or a woman to come into your life. And I always tell people, 
um, babies are made out of sex, not love. And it has to stop. I'm, I'm, I'm just really tired of all these mistakes people are making. And I know we say we're human and people think with their heart and not with their mind, mm-hmm. but you, you, you let your guard down. And now you got to deal with this bullshit. But we go. I got a solution for you. We just gonna talk. Keep talking. All right. So keep going. I just wanted to put that in there. You said what my mom said. My mom always and told me you got to think with your mind and not with your heart. Like she been. She always say that. That's something she always yeah. say. It's so true. But I um, he kept on saying how he wanted to be a family, and all of that. Which, like I said, is something that I I want. Something right, that I feel that I need in my life. Yeah, everybody wants that shit. Everybody wants to. I want a family, kids, and a good man. But you got to get what you want out of life first. I teach my children that. My daughters, my sons, they know daddy don't motherfucking play. And I always tell my kids, especially the boys, if you ain't got 30000 don't fuck with my money. Yeah, my money, my money. <laughs> you know, and my kids may not get may my kids may not inherit everything I got. I might give it to one person. I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna feel. I'm just that type of nigga. <laughs> but if they ain't got a certain amount of money in the bank, they know they may not be having no motherfucking children. You better not be out you can swing dick all you want, but you better not have no kids unless your money is motherfucking right. And I, I right, take that right. shit very seriously. And this is what you should have done as well. See, if your money was right, you could say, fuck that nigga. If your money was right, because you don't need him. Now, you're still going to win. You're still going to win. But goddamn, it's going to be a motherfucking ride. I know. It's going to be a ride. But go ahead. I'm going to keep talking. So he said you're going to be a family and all this. Yeah, and he basically convinces me to move to Atlanta, which this is where I am now. Well, not Atlanta, but, you know, north of Atlanta. Okay. So and on that I, note, the last week of April, I'm doing a show in Atlanta, Georgia, April 28th, April 29th, 30th, 30th, and the 1st. I'm going to give you and somebody, whoever you want to bring, Dr. Brink, I'll give you two tickets to the show. I'll be at the um, Uptown Comedy Theater in New York. You gonna give me a ticket? <laughs> yeah, I ain't never been to nothing like that, so yeah, you gonna have fun. It's a, it's a, you're, you're I don't have nobody up here. Who am I gonna bring? Nobody. Well, hopefully, hopefully you'll have a friend by then. If not, you got a car. I got his car that I've been okay. driving. Well, so how do you get his car? Y'all not together? You ain't even. I told you I'm here. I'm getting to the store. You ain't even let me finish. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just. Hey, I'm just asking the question. Uh, I jumped the gun, but continue. Go ahead. Um, he ended up convincing me to come down here. At the end of this is like the end. This is right after Christmas. Okay. Um, he brought me his car, and I had to drive him back to Indiana which is from Wisconsin, is like two and a half hours. I drive him back okay, there. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So he brought you to Atlanta, but he went back to Wisconsin. No, he um he came and got me from Wisconsin to give me the car. Is he in, is he in Georgia with you? He, we stay, 
this where I'm staying at right now in his apartment, the apartment that I told you he took over his cousin's lease. Right. Okay. And but he, since I've been here since the beginning of January, he has been gone consistently, like gone. Like okay. he'll stay gone for a week, come back for a day, leave for another week, come back for like two days, stuff like that. Okay. Um, but he moves me here. And the first thing when I come here, he says, I can't wait for you to meet my sister. Now, he don't have a sister. He just got a brother and his right. mom. They stay in Indiana. So that's, to me, another red flag because mm-hmm. I've been with you all this time and you never told me about this so-called sister. Right. He's like, oh, we grew up that. together and we this and we that and I want you to meet her and stuff like that or whatever. So he ends up, you know, inviting, he invited a cousin that I met and his fiance over, which I met them and they pretty cool. Right. Then he invites the sister, the so-called sister over. And when she comes in, you know, um, she's a nice looking woman. She's got nice lips and stuff. Cause you know, I kind of like women, but I don't really gauge inside activities, but she's a nice looking woman. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But the whole time of her being here, she's saying things like, because he liked to cook. So she like, you remember you used to cook for me? And you remember when we stayed together? Like trying to send out subliminal messages. That's right. what I'm getting. But you saying it's just your sister. Mm-hmm. She noticed like the table that I bought for his apartment. She like, you remember that table we had at, our, at the house and all this stuff? And I'm like, why the fuck? She sound young. How old do you think she is? No, she was like, I think she older than me. I'm 35. She got to be like 36. Okay, yeah, she sounds like a child. Well, go ahead. So I'm like, oh, my God, like, what the fuck? And she's doing stuff like I came in the room to just lay down because I wasn't feeling good or whatever after eating the food. I'm like, I got a headache. She's steady walking in the room, in the bedroom, first of all. I don't care, like, how cool y'all are, if y'all sister and brother. You ain't going to keep walking in somebody's bedroom. Like, everything right. okay. Right. That's she said he's doing that. So I'm like, that's another red flag. Then I look up, and she got, like, his flip-flops on, walking around the house. And I'm like, what the fuck? Let me not let stuff like this bother me or whatever. So This nigga's a reckless, but go ahead. Right, he gets into a story of, you know, later on down the line, he's like, I, um, you need to start kicking it with her or whatever and stuff like that. Now, I didn't tell you that he, you know, I had told him, you know, how I do like women and stuff like that. So he thinking, oh, you going to give me a threesome and this, that, and the third. And, you know, at first I was like, yeah, you know, we can do whatever I said, but this how I am. I said, wait, I, wait, I, wait, I, wait, 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 wait. So this is supposed to be his sister. But he wants to do a threesome? Not with her. This is like when we first got together, he was talking about how he wanted to have a threesome. But okay. now that after this situation, I'm thinking maybe it could be her. Okay. What he was talking about. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm type person. Like I said, I'm kind of freaky. So I, I tell him, yeah, we can have a threesome, but I just want to sit and watch while you fuck a bitch. That's it. And he's right. like, you ain't going to engage in like, no, I just want to see you have fun. That's it. I'm going to get my wine, and I'm just going to sit there, smoke my blunt, and let you do you. He like, no, nah, but, like, 
people that I know telling me don't open up that box. Don't open up Pandora's box if you're not ready for that shit. Don't do right. it. So I'm glad that I didn't. Mm-hmm. But fast forward to now when he's telling me, oh, you need to hang with her and this, that, and the third. So at the little dinner party, she's like, oh, let's get on TikTok and make this little video and, and all this stuff. So I make the little video with her on TikTok, and she's talking about, oh, you are really pretty, and and she calling me pie and all this stuff. Like, oh, she's really pretty, and this, that, and the third, and none, and none. So I tell him, like, I said, you know, the whole time we were making the TikTok video, I said I kept looking at her lips because <laughs> she got some nice lips. So he's like, you crazy. I said, you ain't never looked at her lips and her teeth before? She got some nice lips. He like, no, nah, that's my sister. But in my mind, I'm like, this nigga is lying. Whatever. Right, we setting him up. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple weeks go by. He and gave her my number. She texted me like, hey, hey, pie face. I'm just um trying to see if you want to go somewhere, you know, go shopping and stuff like that. I instantly tell her, I'm just being real with you, woman to woman. I feel uncomfortable. I said, because of a simple fact, I've been with this man for 17 months, 18 months, and he have not once mentioned you to me. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's like weird that he haven't mentioned you to me. She said, oh, that's kind of weird that he haven't mentioned me to you, but I know everything about you. Another red flag, because mm-hmm. when you creeping and you're doing something with somebody, you're going to make sure that person knows everything about your main person. Right, that's true. Or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, they, they doing something. So I tell him, like, she's like, well, I can understand. I'm going to give you time. I tell him, what? what the fuck, bitch? <laughs> So I tell him like, Hey, me and your so called sister, but I'm like being funny. I said, Me and your friend had a conversation and I let her know that I won't be fucking with her because I feel uncomfortable. He's like, Okay, well I understand, but in due time y'all probably see eye to eye. It's like a week or two go by and he's talking about can I go pick her up from the airport? I instantly nipped that shit in the bud and was like, didn't I just tell you that I don't feel comfortable with that situation? Right. So why are you keep trying to force me to get to know this woman? Why are you keep trying to force me to be around her for what? What is the right. reason? Exactly. And he like, oh, man, what you need to understand, she my family, she going to be in my life, this, that, and the third, whether you here or not, and all this shit. So I'm instantly like, oh, he he already choosing her over me. Like it's sister, not gonna. It's not gonna work. Sister like that. Niggas don't treat sisters. Don't you don't treat your sister that way and say shit like she gonna be in my life. That's not what right. you say with your sister. But go ahead. Don't keep going. So I'm like, yeah, this this is gonna be crazy. So it seemed like since I told him that our relationship kind of went downhill because it's kind of weird to me. Like she on the radio or something like that in Atlanta. She okay. comes, she'd be on the radio like every Wednesday for like an hour. Right. He make sure he supports her. So I'm in my feelings because you're not supporting me when it's time for doctor's appointments. You're not here and stuff like that. But yet you can make sure you're telling people, hey, she's going to be on the radio, listen to her, this, that, and the third, and none, none, none. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, you support her a little bit too much. Right. But it's cool. And then I, I wouldn't kind of like let it go. I'm like, I found out that they be talking like every day. 
Why are y'all talking every day? You don't even talk to your mama, yet alone your brother every day. Right. But you talk to her every day? Right. I say that's another red flag. Yeah, it sure is. So I'm just like, I'm going to leave it alone because, again, it's like God telling me, you, I've been telling you since like November to walk away from this nigga and you still trying. Mm-hmm. Still trying. You being hard-headed. So a hard head going to make a soft ass. I'm going to show you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh my God. It just, like I said, it just seemed like since I want to be around her and kick it with her, our relationship has went downhill. Not to mention, I didn't start smoking my weed for the baby and stuff like that, so my head is clearer. Right. Shit. Then on top of that, you know, I found out I had a low placenta, so I can't have sex. So me not having sex with him, shit is even more clear. Right. Well, you got a so mouth. Like, huh? got a mouth. Yeah, but I'm not about to, if you're not giving me no head, I'm not going to keep giving you no head. I don't mind giving you no head, letting you, you come in, whatever. I'm about to say so much other stuff, but I like I like attention, too. I'm not just going to keep giving you the attention and you're not giving me the attention. Like, you make me feel like you're not into me or something like that. And if that's the case, then be real, be 100. I can accept that shit instead right. of you lying and playing games. And being on some foo foo shit, and I'm like stuck, like not knowing what to do, where to go. Right. So, just over the past um, month or so, it's it's a, I had started listening to your podcast, and you had the like the one you just had with the little 21 year old girl. Right. I'm listening to that, and you telling her about how I went. How, when she by her fucking different people like the girl and the dude, you know, she can end up catching something or whatever that F word was you said. Right. And I can recall like I said, I'm faithful. Right. And I've been telling him that as much as you've been gone, I'm in a whole nother city, whole new state. Nobody knows me. If I wanted to be a guy pocket, I could be. Right. You wouldn't even know. Mm-hmm. But I respect myself more than that. So um, I haven't done nothing with nobody. He's been the right. only person I have done something with. And about a month ago, like right before the doctor, well, like about almost eight weeks ago before the doctor told me that I couldn't have sex, we had did something, but he when he came in the house, he smelled like salmon. Okay. Mm. And I'm like, why the fuck do you smell like fish? Like, Ew, go wash up. Right. But he still smelled like it. Yep, that's, that's Fast forward that's to the doctor telling me, oh, well, I had been telling her the situation, too. I was just venting to, like, because I know, know that she was an older person, more mature. And right. I'm not the type of person that listens to older people when it comes to stuff. So um, I told her the situation. So it seemed like, I don't know if she didn't want to hurt my feelings or not, but she was like, yeah, you know, when I did your pap smear, you had, like, a, a bacteria infection or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, what you mean? She's like, oh, your pH balance is just off, but I'm going to give you some medicine to take so you'll be okay. And I'm still like, what? My pH balance is off now. I'm old school, like my mom now, my grandma, all this stuff. We've been taking vinegar baths forever. Mm-hmm. Every bath I take, I take vinegar. I use vinegar and Dove and Dawn dishwashing liquid. So right. I'm Googling shit, and it's like, oh, if you take too many dishes, you can you can get this. But I'm like, I've been doing this my whole life, so it don't make sense for 
my body to be smelling the way it's smelling. Right. Then I look at the next election, it's like, oh, it, it comes from if, you know, you have multiple sex partners or, if, you know, the person you're messing with may have be having sex with somebody else that may be having sex with different people and stuff like right. that. So. Or the guy is fucking the girl in the ass or fucking a man in the ass. Oh. Yeah, you go. You're just being honest. So I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck? So I really didn't put two and two together until I listened to your podcast, like, probably, like, four days ago, five days ago. Right. And I just, like, just start me mugging him because I'm, like, listening to what you're saying, and I'm making sure I got you on speaker, letting him hear the story and stuff so he right. can hear. And he just started, like, you know, kind of, like, acting, like, different, like, you know, and I'm like, this motherfucker gave me something, and that's probably why he was gone for like them two weeks, because maybe he was taking medicine or something, or trying to clear wow. it up or something. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, what the fuck? But it's just been like real crazy for me, like over the past, like I said, a month and a half. He's been saying stuff like, oh, you need to focus more on you and the baby. Don't worry about me and stuff like that. And I'm letting him know well. That's kind of hard when you're in a relationship and you love somebody and you care about somebody. You worry about them. You focus on them. You pay attention to them. You want them to pay attention to you. And he kind of says something like, no, you just want too much. And I said, what do you mean I want too much? But he couldn't explain it to me. And what I got from it is you telling me that just because I'm wanting you to share my happiness and my first child in my life, He's saying I want too much because I want you to be at my doctor's appointment or me telling you I want you to spend time or better yet, me telling you that when you go on for weeks at a time, you're not texting me saying, oh, I miss you, I miss that pussy or um, I want to see you or I want to talk to you, I miss your laughs, I miss your smile, shit like that. you telling me I'm wanting too much? Right. I want a text message from you to know that you're missing me the way I miss you. That's not wanting too much. Oh, you want me to be the type to give me some money to get my nails done and this right. and the third, and then I'm not doing that shit because I'm not right. that type of person. So he basically just told me, like, the other day, it's not going to work out, even though I was already planning on moving away because I could feel it in my gut, it wasn't going to work out. Right. So I already been planning myself, like, calling up the apartment complexes back at home and stuff like that, get myself settled. Mm-hmm. But he just told me, like, you don't want nothing out of life because I'm the type of simple person that he wants to own his own trucking company, but mm-hmm. his credit is fucked up. Yeah, he's, uh, My he's credit score done. is almost 800. Yeah, I'm not saying that he can't own it, but I hate to hear those stories of people claim they have plans and they want to do X, Y, and Z, but they're not executing. And what exactly. I mean by executing, he's not he's not putting a um, a proposal together to go get a loan from nobody. Mm-hmm. He's not saving his money to to get to his dreams. And I he hear can't if you're going to go buy shoes and clothes and right. has you. So his priorities is wrong. So what I'm saying is, I get people all over the world. I have people come in my hotel, have meetings with me, sit down with me talk to me about these stories and I nip it in the butt. I tell them, if you ain't got your credit right, if you ain't got no money, 
don't say nothing to nobody until you get your credit right, until you stack. And then mm-hmm. you stack, then you can start talking to people. If you're smart enough, you could put a, a proposal together and let people know as they invest in you how they can make their money on their return, then you are ahead of the game. But guess what? Nobody has these things. Everybody is just talking and think the money is going to fall out the fucking sky. And they mm-hmm. talk to women, they talk to other men, and people listen to them. Oh, yeah, I want to own my own trucking company. I want to do this. But nobody is financially or really? business savvy to execute what the fuck they're talking about. And it irritates me. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. He said he want to open up his trucking company. Go ahead. And I'm telling, and then he, I'm like, well, when you talk and you talk about your future, you're not talking about us as a team. You're just talking about yourself. Well, you don't want to do nothing. All you said is you want to become a homeowner. That's something. And that's what I'm going to do. And you right. can't tell me that because my credit is good. Yep. I can I can good. do what I need to do. I'm right. good. I already didn't talk to people about that. So I tell him, like, okay, well, what type of home you want to own? I said a one-story home. He like, no, that's not enough. I'm like, what you mean that's not enough? So you're knocking me down again because you don't know if my one-story home going to be three bedrooms, four bedrooms, two bathrooms well, or whatever. He's not that. He's not, not wrong. I'm going to stop you. He's not wrong. You're talking to someone who doesn't have the mentality of expanding. You're talking to someone who just likes to talk. I always tell my friends, people I love, you're listening to reply. You're not listening to comprehend. He's just listening to reply. He's not comprehending what you're saying. On your part, you're talking to somebody who doesn't understand. And that's part of your fault as well. Mm -hmm. You're talking to someone who is just talking to like a brick wall. They just speak to speak. And like I said, so you've got good credit. You already showed in this conversation that you got good work ethic. You already showed in this conversation you handled your business. What you did wrong is that you slipped up and mismanaged your pussy one time. But I tell people all the time, even Ali got knocked down, and he still was considered the greatest of them all time. So just you, you got knocked down, but you still can achieve your dreams. You're a young woman. Um, of course, you're going to have a child. Um so what you do is you ask them as when you get ready to leave, you know, you don't cause the scene, just make your move, and you got to stick to your guns. You got to live with your decision. Now, you go back to him. I'm you not. You fuck up with him because he's the father of your child. And you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a family. He will destroy you. I'm not. But it's just who he is. See, I always tell people, there's nothing wrong with being a bad person when you're young, but do, do you grow? Because some people grow. Great people grow. And I tell people about Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou was a prostitute when she was young. And it turned her life around, became one of the greatest poets and one of the most um, public figures and respected people in the world. Malcolm X was considered a pimp, a drug addict, a drug dealer when he was young and became this great man. T.K. Kirkland, who came up robbing, who came up being a thief who came up being uh, all these things. But even though I was still an athlete, I was a track star, so it turned out to be T.K. Kirkland. So you all can grow from yeah. something bad to something good, but you've got to grow. 
Right. And this gentleman, I'm not saying that he can't grow. I'm saying that once you talk to me and once we have a conversation, and this is what I tell you how to move, you have to move this way. Because once it comes to me, it, it becomes law. And everybody who mm-hmm. calls me, who everybody's like, I got to call TK. And sometimes people already know the answer. They just want to hear me say it. But once I tell you how to move, you got to move this way and it can save your life. So you got a good credit score. You got a baby. It's not wrong, but you'll, you'll meet somebody else that'll be a nice guy that um, will have his own place and hopefully he'll treat you the way that you want to be treated. And then you got to, as you talk to the new guy, you got to learn how to shut the fuck up. And let me explain to you what I mean. You can't tell men that used to be into women. You can't even tell men what this nigga did to you. That can never be mentioned. The reason why you don't want to mention it, because something about the human mind, especially about men, when they hear horror stories from other people, they have a tendency to take on the same role, like to continue the same bullshit that person was doing to you. Or they bring up your path and throw it in your face when you were sharing personal information. So in an argument, they'll bring up, oh, bitch, that's what you sucking that nigga dick and the nigga was fucking you in the ass. And you don't, you don't do that to people that you care about, but people will do that. And you can't be careful who you are giving information to because they will use it against you. Right. So as you move forward from this day, these things you keep close to your heart. You learn to shut the fuck up because the, the men today are not built like solid men. They whiners. They don't execute their dreams. They want any, everything instantly, and they feel like they have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, give me a second. They feel self-entitled. Mm-hmm. They feel like a motherfucker owe them. And hopefully this young man can grow. Hopefully he can he too grow. He's too old. He's about to be 38. What? No, no, no. Men don't grow up until they're 40 to 45. To the people who listen. And let me explain to you why. I don't care if you got money. I don't care how good you think you could fuck. I don't think you got, I don't care if you got a house or whatever. You have to have experiences in life to become a man. It's like you're the, an employer and you hire employees and you sit down with two different people. They fill out the application. You bring them in an the interview and you ask that person, well, how many years of experience you've had on the job? And this person said, well, I have five. This person says they have 15. Well, normally you take the person with the 15 years. Mm-hmm. Because that person knows the climate of the room. Most people think they've grown at 18. So you put 18 and put another 20 on it. So you only got 20 years that he's been on the open to live his life. Some right. people don't even know how to pay their rent. Some people don't know how to pay bills. Some people don't know their priorities in life. And that's what you got caught up with. You gave your pussy to a dude, even though he's a truck driver. But he's a lot of things. He's a truck driver. He's a player. He's fucking everything that's moving. And you're kind of in danger if you still fuck with him because if he keeps fucking around and you keep giving him pussy, he's going to fuck around and get something for somebody 
give it to you and the baby, and the baby can be blind. The baby can come out retarded. The baby can come, you just have all types of disabilities. Sure. And the reason why I say that story, my mother and father is deceased, but my dad was a player back in the day. And my dad cheated on my mother. And my dad gave my mom gonorrhea while she was pregnant with my sister who died. And um, if this baby would have been born and it came through the vagina, the baby would have been blind from the bacteria in my mother's vagina. And we talk about in the 50s. Right. You know, so this gentleman, he's living his life, but he's reckless. Like most men are. The men, these young men today are reckless. They fucking everything. They getting, got men getting fucked in the ass. Um, mm-hmm. And our Run women. Down low. Yeah. yeah, our women, y'all don't know. But too, this is why so many people have fell in love with me, in a sense. Not to be egotistical. I get so many DMs by me being, quote unquote, masculine and a man. And I love being that way. And when I look at my boys, my boys are solid. Like, my daughters are solid. And that's the offspring of me. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I love that um, the kind of man that I am, I see this, this um, the discipline, the morals that they have. They're very intelligent. They have common sense now. I don't know if they're going to make some mistakes, but I'm going to do my best for them not to make any mistakes. But whatever happens, I hope I'm there for them, and we always can rebound from it. But I, I want my children to have peace of mind, financial stability, and this is what I'm here for, to give them right. that. So I'm married to my career. I'm married to my children. And um, it's a hard job, cause, but I do make it happen. So my advice to you, the gentleman, yep, get your shit. Leave, live with your decision. Now, when you do this, he's going to start coming for you. Not in a bad way. This is reverse psychology. And when someone doesn't want someone, that person wants that one even more. He seems like that kind of guy. But he was setting you up in so many ways. He was setting you up with the girl that he was claiming that was his sister. He kept being um, disrespectful at the park and different women. Um, he's just a young kid. Could be a nice gentleman. Could be a nice gentleman. But he's reckless. He's all over the place. And he's going to cause a lot of pain. He's going to get a lot of people hurt, a lot of people sick. Um, and you don't need that in your life. Just being honest, you don't need that in your life. So you just follow your mind. Um, don't ask him for child support. Just ask him what he wants I'm to not. do. Yeah, ask him what he, how he wants to co-parent. Ask him how he wants to co-parent. And stick to them guns. Don't, when he says to you, oh, I want to have the family, you got to say, stop lying to yourself. I want you to teach him something subconsciously that I'm showing you what we're going to teach him. And hopefully he'll pick up on it. And what I want you to do when he says that, I want you to say, stop lying to yourself. I'm like, no, oh, no, I do want that. And you tell him, you say, you're not truthful to you. I want you to be truthful to who you are. 
Mm-hmm. And you have to grow as a man. You think, oh, I'm a man. What the fuck? What you talking about? And he may not understand at that moment. But when he grows, you will see the change in him. And even if he meets another woman and gets married and have a family, I want you to wish him well. Okay. But don't you go back to him. He ran his course. He's he's ran his lap, and he did. He ran a terrible leg in your life, and you just got to keep it moving. You can't um, jeopardize your life and your child's life for him. But you know what's one of the worst things in the world? Right now, you was winning. Let's say you was on the stock market, and your life was on the stock market, and you was winning, baby, and you met this motherfucker and you've been taking the L and your stock went going downhill. And when your stock go down, you know what the, your advisor tells you? Sell, sell, sell. Mm-hmm. Before it's too late, before you end up with zero. Because you got an 800 credit score and you let this man in your life too bad and you put stuff putting shit in your name and then he runs down on you, you don't want to pay no bills because it happens. So many stories like that. And you end up with zero. You went from an 800 credit score to three something, four something. You're in bankruptcy. You're in debt. Fuck the situation. That's what I felt like he thought I was going to do. He thought I was going to like be like, okay, let's go get your truck and stuff. Let's I already know that's what he yeah. thought. Yep. And did, he like, you know, did he ask you? He kind of was hinting towards it. Uh-huh. Like, I need you to help me. Um get this, you're going to help me. And I'm like, oh, you still talking about you. If it's not about us, then I can't, I can't go, you know? That's right. Yeah, but that's who he is, babe. That's who he is. You keep your legs closed for a minute. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm going to apologize to you. I wish you could have heard me months ago before this happened, but you got caught. Yeah. You did. You got caught. And you are now in the mismanagement pussy club. (laughs) But there's a lot of success stories in the mismanagement pussy club. A lot of success stories. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of women who have mismanaged their pussy, who have babies from weak niggas that still stride and still do well in life. You know, Mm -hmm. I know a woman who... um, Met a guy, similar to your dude, a little worse. He was a little crazy. He got sick because she wanted him out of the house. She didn't know how to get him out of the house. But when he got sick, he was out of the house. He wanted to move back with his mom. But she was pregnant with twins. She never told the nigga. She raised a baby on her own. That's how fucked up a person he was. He was so fucked up, she did not want him to know he had his child or his twins. And um, the reason why she didn't get an abortion because she had an abortion before and it bothered her. She didn't want to do it again. That's why she had the baby. Right. But she's winning. So, you know, this baby right here now keep you focused. You won't be as reckless as you was going to be. Right. You know, you 
hopefully you 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 stop dating liking women. But don't get so fucked up because this happened to you, and you're vulnerable for a bitch that come along with nice lips and her teeth <laughs> and mac you, and then now you got a a child in a house with another woman, and you raise two women, a raising a boy and a female just like a dude or whatever. And she's okay. trying to really, she got the jeans on, she got the Tim, she got the mm-hmm. Air Force Ones on, she got the nice haircut, she got the titties um, wrapped up flat so she can look like a nigga. I don't like, nope, I don't like people like that. I'm just saying, <laughs> and you're walking to Walmart and y'all walking <laughs> in with the baby, she acting like the nigga with a hand in the pocket. <laughs> Ooh, this life's fun. This motherfucking life. <laughs> But I'm gonna do my part though. I'm gonna do my part to um, give people a lot of knowledge, and hopefully, I can um, I could touch a few heads and touch a few, um, change a few people's lives on the way. Yeah, that's yeah. why I inbox you because you be saying a lot of real shit, even if it didn't relate to me. I just be listening. Because mm-hmm. I'm the type of person that listens to older and you call me at the right time because I was on the phone. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, you DM'd me. I was on the phone and I saw the DM. I said, "This is a cute girl." So I was reading what you had, and the first three sentences, I said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and then you kept going, and then I I noticed like you can you you can type, and <laughs> when people can type real good, I thought, "Okay, this bitch got strong um, thumbs." And she has a lot of cartilage. You know, she got a lot of cartilage in her thumbs. And I would say people with a lot of cartilage in their thumbs can fucking type. And I just see your fingers moving. <laughs> and that's why I said, okay. I, I didn't curse it. at you, but I cursed the Yeah. In, in my, my head, head I, like, okay, I felt like you did. Yeah. <laughs> in my head, I was like, okay, bitch, goddamn. Shit. <laughs> they got there. All right, so I got to do some shout-outs real quick on my show. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the TK Kirkland Podcast, you know, I bring you some of the greatest stories in the world, and I always tell people that everyone is a star and everyone has a story. And if you're on this earth and you ever hear about the TK Kirkland Podcast and you got a story to share with the world, DM me, let's try to help your life and let's try to save somebody's life because we have to look out for each other. Um, this is going to come out in a couple of weeks. So this is going to be the week of the, um, the fifth. So the week of the fifth, Ooh, it's going to be something good. Ladies and gentlemen, going to be in Philadelphia at the healing comedy club. Um, make sure you hit the link in my bio at the TK underscore Kirkland. Uh, hit the link in my bio, get your tickets. I was looking at it last night. Um, it's definitely going to be a sellout. I'm truly excited about everything that's happened in my life. Um, and I really appreciate everybody who's ever watched me in this business for over 30 years. And for the new people who are just finding out about me, I've been this nigga for a long time, ladies and gentlemen. And um, there have been a few situations in life that people try to block you from your fame. But I always tell people, Um, What's meant to happen for you is going to happen. Trust me. Also, don't forget to get your Who 
raised you hoodies, ladies and gentlemen. It's almost summer, so um, we're about to stop selling these soon. And who raised you hoodies, just go hit the link in my bio. I got all the colors, like all the sizes. And let's represent who raised you for the culture. We're going to rock this thing so when people see it, they can really pay attention and get the act together from managing their pussy to getting a good education to keeping their credit good to managing their dick for men to become better men. Even if you're a player, you still can be a better man. Even if you're a player, you don't have to be reckless with your dick. Even if you're a player, you still can be a gentleman to the woman and give her knowledge instead of destroying her. Because I don't know what it is that with men in this world that you'll meet a female and your your ultimate goal is to destroy this person. Like instead of enhancing her and making her better, you destroy her. You take everything out of her, her energy, her credit. She gives you a child. She takes everything from you, take everything from her and leave her with just nothing and then say this bitch ain't shit. So you, you say things of this nature and women who meet men to truly just take things from them as well. Um, to lower their self-esteem, to make them want to commit suicide, to make them want to go kill you themselves and family members. You guys got to, you all got to do better with your way of thinking and how you move. And if you ladies, if you're not fucking with a 100% real man, 360, I call it a man who's educated, a man who is smart, a man who wants the best for you. Even in, in, in see, I'm not against cheating. Let me explain something to you. I, I keep it 100 ladies. Even you got a nigga you fuck with on the side. And if this nigga know his position, meaning he wants you to be with a, a man, but he's still going to treat you good, but he's not going to rock the boat and destroy what you have, that's a solid nigga because he know who he is. He's trying to accomplish his goals and get some things done. But he's also going to enhance the relationship that you're in because, you you know, just keep on hunting. Most bitches ain't happy with the nigga they with. Some niggas just can pay bills, but um, the way they move, the way they smell, they swag is just not right. And guys, it's like that sometimes as well. But when you do get in situations like this, it always um, is double standards. A man can date a woman that got somebody, but a female, 90% of the time, would not date a man if he got a bitch. It's just how I see things. So um, live life, find good people, find people mentally solid, people who don't live in fairy tales, but they want to start a trucking business but don't have good credit, don't have <laughs> a uh, don't have a proper plan. You have to. My mother used to always say this: Did you read? You got to learn how to read between the lines, and did you, and or did you read? Did you see the signs? A lot of people talk a lot of shit, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of people lie. A lot of people pretend to be something that they're not. It's up to you to decipher it. And my job is to give you the information. It's up to you how you process it. This is the TK Kirkland Show. Also, um, tax is almost done. And if you can hear this interview, make sure you go to um, AccuPro Taxes. Um, Latoya James, make sure you Google them. You can see them on my timeline. I post them all the time. 
they're the best tax company in the world. I guarantee you that. They'll find you. They'll get back every dollar that you that the government owes you. They know how to do the PPP loans. They know how to do the SBA loans, et cetera, and they solid, all right? Ohio State University, um, just solid women all together. Young lady, I truly, truly, truly wish you the best. I'm glad you heard the show. I'm glad you know now about if your pussy starts thinking that this nigga or whoever you fuck with down the line can't lie to you and say, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Because now you know. And it's amazing that every you young people out here fucking and y'all don't know about flagell. Right. Y'all don't know about urinary tract infections. Y'all are just sticking your dicks and letting motherfuckers put dicks in you and pussy everywhere. And y'all just passing bacteria to bacteria to everybody. And y'all got to stop. If you're going to fuck, read the rule book. This is the T.K. Kirkland Show, ladies and gentlemen. Key to the motherfucking K. To everybody all over the world, I want to thank you, young lady. Listen. I hope this helped you. This is the first time I did a show that was two hours and four minutes. <laughs> I really don't have that time. Like, I, I really made the time for you. Normally, I give people 45 minutes of my life, and that's okay, it. Thank you. But did you broke the record in my book on this one. <laughs> I never did a show for two hours. But I already knew it was going to be a good show because um, the, um, the carpet in your thumbs. Yeah, it's a speaking motherfucker tight. So you got the number. Um, if you're in town the last week of uh, of April, um, you're invited to the show, and we'll make okay. sure that we take care of you, okay? I wish you the best with the baby. Um, stay away from stress. Stay away from fake niggas. Stay away from liars. And even though that girl was going off of his um, leadership, She's no good for you because if she was a real bitch, she would have said to him, too, don't get me involved with this. Right. And she was solid. So if she's not solid, she's a follower. Because you're about okay. to be a mother, and there should be some type of integrity um, there. And that's another thing I teach women, too, is don't trust females as, as well. Because what people are not hearing is that a lot of females are setting women up, too, for sex trafficking. Because women are befriending other women, and you think this girl is your friend, and next thing you know, your ass has disappeared off the face of the map because you trusted a bitch that thought was your friend, and she don't sent you into a whole nother world of life, and now your sex, you know, you you, you don't disappear because of this bitch. So be careful of the people y'all choose into your lives. On that note, this is the TK Kirkman Show. Peace to the motherfucking cat. Gone. Wish you the best, babe. Thank you. So I'm taking a. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.